welcome to part two of episode 21, our covers episode. Shot. What'd you say? Side B. Side B, episode two, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so uh, hi, D. Hello, Bongo. Yeah, you got a dog in there with you again today? Uh, no, no, that's good. That's a good thing. So you want to tell everybody what the dog's problem was the other day? Oh my yes, gosh. The end, of, the end of the last episode, if you didn't hear it, we were in the middle of uh, of our show. It was supposed to be an entire show and we ended up cutting it short because D babysits a dog sometimes and that dog just started going crazy. Oh my, I, and I thought she was just wanting attention. And it turns out, you know, we probably cut the show off at the right time for her. Because holy Lord, I took her for a walk and the amount of shit that came out of that fucking dog, it was like a champagne supernova. Oh my. <laughs> There's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> for the record, you're the one who ended up bringing it up, not me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That dog was going crazy though. And that the end of that show, I listened back to it later and it actually cracked me up. It was just a, you were trying oh, to make man. a, you were trying to make such a serious point and you just couldn't because that dog was going so crazy. And, 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 and that, that brings up a good point is uh, uh, we were talking about killing in the name of and, and Trump and, 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 and supporters and, and that being a protest song. And, uh, uh, I never got to this point, but like about 20, 30 minutes before we started recording on Sunday, uh, old Homer gave me a phone call. He's alive. Uh, he's alive. He's good. He's, he is like Sharon just doesn't want to text for him anymore. <laughs> and we, we need to figure out how, how to make it work better for him. Uh, Do we need uh, to figure it out or does Homer need to figure it out? In well, all we way? need to figure out how to help <laughs> him figure it yeah. out. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so uh, the biggest point is that we're dropping this Wednesday morning, uh, and 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 you know for the United States that's Veterans Day, and uh, and Homer served. Uh, he's a veteran, mm -hmm. and uh, and and like I, when I said my admiration, you know, for Richie for doing things that I, you know, was incapable of doing, uh, uh, or, or was afraid to do. And, and to all the servicemen and women in all the branches, uh, you know, like, and, and, you know, my job also, you know, like, I, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate all of you. Uh, Homer brought up two things, or three things. First, he's still there, and he's still a big listener. Uh, uh, secondly, uh, he, my point I was trying to make with the Vietnam people, uh, veterans, you know, and I said they, they were, they did things that, out of duty. And Homer made a great point, which I'm so glad he made and called and, and, and told me was that they don't do it out of duty. They did it, out, did it because of their friends, mm -hmm. their fellow soldiers. And that made all the sense in the world to me. And as soon as he said that to me, I just felt like a fucking idiot, you know, for some of the shit I said. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad he did that. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to me what, what these men and women do, you know, for our country. Uh, uh, so thank you all very much. You know, any, any veteran who listens to anybody who's serving, who's listening to this, anybody who has any connection to the military, listening to this, like you can't not, understand how much 
people appreciate what you do and what you've done, you know, for us and for our country. You probably have a, a better appreciation of it now because you've traveled so many different places and been around so many different bases and stuff like that, I would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, uh, like we, we kind of hide around it, but yeah, I, 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 I'm, I do work for the Department of Defense, but, uh, but yeah. And the other thing he brought up, which I thought was awesome, was uh, it, we did the political songs uh, podcast and uh, and he was like why didn't you bring up Winds of Change by the Scorpions you know you're in Germany that's such a political song and I was like holy shit that would have been perfect mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll have to do that at some point but I'm gonna, anyhow, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna gonna, I'm gonna blame you for that one because you're in you're the one in Germany not me oh well no of course, of course. <laughs> I'm kidding I don't yeah <laughs> but uh uh but you you've got limited time so let's uh yeah let's jump in yes we're doing this over my Anyhow, lunch thank hour. you veterans yeah. thank you homer so yeah we're doing this over my lunch hour today so uh yeah we won't uh we won't riff on so many sidebars and stuff like that as we normally do this is only supposed to be half an episode anyway so we'll see how it goes you already have a sidebar you look like you already have a sidebar oh, I, I got sidebars on top sidebars about sidebars about sidebars anyway <laughs> our first song up here on side b as d likes to call it um is a song originally by collective soul the song shine that came out in um, 1993 was their lead single off of uh off of their debut album the interesting thing dolly parton covered this song and when i very first saw it i thought oh that probably won't won't translate well it translates awesome the way that she did this song, and she ended up, and I didn't know this because I'd never heard it until recently, she won quite a few awards for this song and stuff like that. Oh, and, and this is the reason this episode is 10 songs long is because you were like, and just a bonus episode, or a bonus song, and you were basically saying, hey, listen to this. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it, like, oh, fuck, we've got we've yeah. to put this on. It's really good. Because it, it's a great song, Shine, the mm-hmm. collective soul version of it is a great song. And she does this bluegrassy fucking Dolly Parton version, and it's fucking amazing. It is, it is, and yeah. she won. She won best female country vocal performance for this song, and was nominated also for a Grammy for best bluegrass album. And that that is one thing I would go to. This song isn't really so much country as it is bluegrass. The way that it's got the banjo in there and and different different things like that. It's just got such a unique sound to it. Collective Souls version and this version really aren't even the same song in a lot of ways. It it doesn't have the same feel to it, but it's awesome. Uh, uh, due to the song's lyrical themes, particularly the mention of heaven, Collective Soul was often easily early on regarded as a Christian band. Ed Roland elaborated, I remember around the time Shine came out, getting into an argument with Roy, who said, you're a Christian band. I said, what? No, we're not. Well, you have the word heaven in your song. And but when you hear it out of Dolly Parton's mouth, like it, it makes all the sense in the world, you know, and, and the way she does it. And also the fact that she keeps in the yes. Yeah. It's so fucking good. When, and, and yeah, when, when you sent this one, when we talked about, you know, the song choices and I, I pulled it up, I was like, well, shit, this is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it, it took me by surprise, too. Absolutely. I do have to yeah. sidebar really quick because you just made me think of something when you were talking about the yeah part of it. Um, <laughs> I've, sidebars. Yeah. I've listened wow. to I've listened to Shame Shame a few more times since uh, our yeah. episode on Sunday because it's out on, you know, all the music 
digital platforms and you can listen to it. A, your your comparison to Dance of the Clairvoyance is right. It's got that similar kind of vibe to it. It's just different. Yeah, kind of the Bowie. It's yeah. David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing that I loved about it, the more I listened to it, is about midway through when he keeps saying shame and they do a guitar riff to where the guitar almost sounds like it's saying shame as well. And it's over the top of him. You almost can't hear him say shame because it almost sounds like the guitar is speaking the way that they're playing it. It's really cool. One of the things that I love is is like Hendrix does this a lot and uh, uh, maybe Santana too. but like when you play the guitar along to like the words of the song, you know, like it's just, yeah, yeah, I was fun. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, sidebar to your sidebar. I mentioned Santana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you the week off and we're going to continue the cover theme in November. And, uh, and I've got an eight song playlist of Chris Cornell, oh, okay. including a Johnny Cash cover. Okay. Uh, so, so that, that'll be our show uh, next week. Yeah. Next week. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So, sounds like a lot less work for me. So I'm not going to complain. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that'll give me, that'll give me time to work on the, the next, uh, uh, the country, next country one. Yeah. Yeah. And also give me time to think of the next four songs you want to do for the regular ones. Yeah, that's fine. All right, let's go to the next song, which is um, a pick of yours, um, originally by Bruce Springsteen, and I'll let you take it from there. Well, uh, going back to Rage Against the Machine, and and one of those songs that, like, I'm pretty sure this is a Rage Against the Machine song. It's a Ghost mm-hmm. of Tom Joad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even Bruce Springsteen would say that, too, because he often brings Tom Morello, and there's some great performances with Bruce and, uh, and and Tom Morello playing the solo on this song, like just fucking killing it, and uh, and the uh, it's such a different version, you know, from the Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, you know, that's more of an Arlo Guthrie sort of uh, 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 folk song, and you know, Zach Delarocha and and Ray and Tom Morello, you know, like just make it so angry and bitter, and it's fucking amazing this was a song i picked after you know i added on after you picked that dolly parton mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> they couldn't be further from each other dolly parton oh, but absolutely but i like i hated that i couldn't include this song because mm-hmm. of the other four that i picked so yeah. i was like oh fuck it let's do 10 yeah yeah that's funny um have you heard the version of this song that bruce springsteen does with tom morello on the high hopes album yes it's really good oh Oh yeah. yeah, and when they trade back, oh, wait, yes, uh, no, it's just so fucking good. Like, like when they trade the guitar solos, it's amazing, and uh, 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 and you can tell uh, Bruce has just got such admiration for the way that they they play this song. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I'm having to. Uh... But, um, mute myself on Microsoft Teams because people can't leave me alone for 15 minutes when I'm here. So anyway. Ah! What was that? that, was, that was... <laughs> the restaurant's closed on Tuesday night, so we're, we're having uh, yeah, some drinks. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> yes. Anything else on that uh, song, D? Uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. 
Are you kidding me? Go for it. All right. The third verse is the most direct link to the Grapes of Wrath being an extensive paraphrase of Tom Jones' famous wherever there's a speech. The ghost of Tom Jones was regionally recorded as East Street number, intended for inclusion as one of the new tracks on the Greatest Hits album. However, Springsteen did not like the arrangement, and he put the song aside for his next project. So he goes on and changes it all to a fucking folk thing. And and you know, the man walking along the railroad tracks going someplace, there's no going back, highway patrol choppers coming up over the ridge, hot soup on a campfire under the bridge. Like this song is so important, honestly. Uh and 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 especially still to this day. It's yeah, no, it's such a great fucking song. I think a lot of the reason that some people probably don't even realize this isn't original rage, <laughs> you know, uh, is because it came out not too long after the original version did, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't exactly the exact same, but they were within a year or two of each other. And I think, you know, maybe people didn't hear the Bruce Springsteen thing. It's not like Bruce gets played on the radio as much in the last, you know, couple of decades as he used to, you know, to where the oh, rage song got more airplay. Yeah, and, and, and it was one of those those low-key solo albums, uh, and it was called The Ghost of Tom Joe. Uh, but, but yeah, Rage recorded it like a year or two later. It, and, and it's just, their, their version of it just makes so much sense. Uh, it, the other, that just that chorus of the highway is alive tonight and where it's headed, everybody knows. I'm sitting down here at the campfire light waiting on the ghost of Tom Joad. Uh, and the line, holy shit, John. Mom, wherever there's a cop beating a guy, wherever hungry newborn baby cries, where there's a fight against the blood and hatred in the air, look for me, Mom. I'll be there. Ah, I can love it. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good line. Yeah, the song overall, though, I think. Um, it just has a nastier edge to it when rage does it compared to Bruce Springsteen, which is a really good version in itself. But I like that nastier kind of that rougher edge to it that they bring. Oh, sure. And, and again, when this song came out in 96, 97 or whatever it was, uh, and we heard it on the radio, you know, they released it as like a single before the Renegades album version. Uh, you know, we were driving around just singing it, like not necessarily paying attention mm -hmm. to what the message was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here, here we are, you know, 25 years later talking about it, especially in this time and being more aware of our situations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Things are starting to chill out a little bit though. So we'll see, <laughs> you know, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. You say that yeah. now. Yeah. So, um, uh, the next song, the next song on the list is um, one that I actually did not pick. I did not pick this song or the Adele song. Um, Amanda picked both of them. So my wife picked both of those songs. Um, and uh, this is one of her favorite songs. It's My Maria, which was originally by B.W. Stevenson and Daniel Moore. And it was redone and more, much more well known in the 90s by the country duo Brooks and Dunn. I will tell you the reason that I like this song is 
um, you're you're furrowing your brow right now. The, the reason I like this song is because I think it's really awesome when they sing the chorus of this song, how long oh. they, they can hold that note. <laughs> it's just like, wow. It's not that this song holds any special, like, awesome meaning or that it's anything more than just kind of a bubblegum fun song to listen to. But, man, they sing their asses off both versions, the original and the, uh, the Brooks and Dunn version. I'll, I'll use Ronnie Dunn as the example, though. The way they hold that note, I don't know how he does it that long because that's it's amazing to listen to the best part of that version of the song is the chorus of course like mm-hmm. the the the, or the original version the bw stevenson one uh i i'm familiar with i don't think i ever heard the uh, brooks and dunn version of the sit till mm-hmm. you send it uh it's a little too country popish for me but the chorus you cannot deny that those two have a great harmony together and and, and just gel together very well. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but I prefer the original over the Brooks and Dunn version. I don't think they're really that much different. They sound almost exactly the same, except one's a little bit more country than the other. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it just, and it's really just their voices. It's not even the way that they play the song or anything like that. When you listen to them, they sound, Brooks and Dunn covers it pretty much exactly like it's originally done. So it's, yeah, just the, just the way that it's it, it would have to uh, be a song that if you do it in concert needs to be kind of towards the end of the night because you're probably going to blow out your voice when you're singing it, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, that's an excellent point. And, and going back to the Dolly Parton cover, the Collective Soul song, uh, you know, they won a Grammy Award for Best Country Performance by Vocal Group or Duo. Uh, and, I, and I also love the, the Mama Don't Get Dressed Up for Nothing was the beast side to the single. Oh, I, I don't know that song. song. Yeah, I don't know that I, song. Yeah, I know, I know, but that mm-hmm. just the name of that song just fucking cracks me up. Yeah. She treats me so right, lady, take me away. She's the sunlight when skies are great. There, I mean, there's some great lines in there, you know. There's not a lot of lines in there, honestly. It's pretty much just no. the chorus most of the time. My Maria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds just like yeah. that. Yeah. That, yep. that sounded like Leia more than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, um, by the way, speaking of uh, Leia and Leia barking and stuff like that, um, uh, Richie's still uh, hurt by my comment from a few weeks ago. He just can't let it go. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's attacking now he's attacking me because of uh because of something that he agreed with by the way when i said that lebron james has an argument with michael jordan over the greatest of all time he actually agreed with me when i said it and now he's attacking me on it i'll have to listen back to the tape on yeah. that uh, but uh but his word association uh uh you know richie 23 sean lebron they, yeah yeah you're, you're kind of teetering away from where we all came from. That didn't happen. That's completely mm-hmm. made up. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of that, speaking of that. See, uh, see now, now, now here's where, Homer, here, here's where we're going to, here's, ah, ha, ha, no, we're not done with that conversation yet. Here's where we're going to break up because, um, because if you start taking Richie's side on his made up bullshit lies, then, um, then we, we just can't go on as a show here. So. Oh, it's the Yoko Ono yeah. bullshit. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what he's trying to do, yeah. is trying to drive a wedge it. between us. Mm-hmm. I get it. I absolutely yeah. get it. And and with that note, Homer also <laughs> said that he's looking forward to these next episodes. You know, because Richie won't be on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yikes. 
he he actually prefers our opinion on things over Richie, which makes sense to me. Uh, but I feel like now you're just trying to stir shit. <laughs> you know, you not yeah. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Homer, tell Sharon to text Sean that on Facebook. <laughs> Put it on Facebook. Did he tell you to say that That's out loud? Exactly though? what he said. He was looking forward to this show. Oh gosh. Because Richie won't be on. There. I just you know, I, I still just can't get past the fact that um, you know, as we stick on the Homer conversation for a little bit, Homer and I used to uh have the bond of the cowboys. You know, because he was a Cowboys fan, and then when they got rid of Tony Romo, he went to the Patriots. And I just, I just, I don't know. I just, it still bothers me. He went to the freaking Patriots. Yes, the Patriots. Well, listen, I don't have any issue yeah. with the Patriots. Like Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. There's no question about that. This is not Michael Jordan, LeBron. This is Tom Brady above everybody else. Yes, but my point is, is he's no longer a Cowboys fan, so I don't have that to talk to him about anymore. And I kind of got it because I wasn't happy about that move at the time either. But no, they've no. got a they've got a pretty good quarterback now. I mean, he turned into a pretty good a pretty good player. So are you well, talking about Gus Gilbert or whatever the fuck that guy's yeah, name is? Yeah, Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> no, that, they actually played Holy their shit. butts off on Sunday. But anyway, whatever uh, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spend we, too we much have, time talking we about. We have friends that are Steelers fans, and that would have been a fun upset. Yeah. If Gus Gilbert or whatever. Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. Uh, Gus. Like, who names their kid Gus? <laughs> not Garrett but, uh, Gilbert's uh, parents. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Homer, Homer, come back to the Cowboys so we can um, have that again. Anyway, um, next song is a song by the band Radiohead originally, and you picked it. Uh, so we talked about in the last episode. When I was here in 2017, uh, the dude I was working with here found this song and sent me the uh, the clip of it, uh, the, the YouTube video of it. It's Creep by Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox featuring, featuring ooh, Haley Reinhardt. And good Lord. It's really good. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That. Oh, oh, okay, so we talk about me crying a lot on the show, and 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 a woman singing, a woman's voice, just killing it, like this in this song, like just every time it gets me, every time it gets me, and 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 most people have probably never heard the song before in their life, uh, this version of the song. Oh no, I'm sure everybody, everybody's heard Radiohead Creek, mm-hmm. but yeah, this song. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> goddamn good. The arrangement, it, it, the jazzy way it's played, like oh god damn! Not to mention that it's just a great fucking song. It is a good song. It's the it's the anti fake plastic tree. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, that's a mm-hmm. big reason why I threw that. The mm-hmm. two reasons I threw this one in there was the. The, your anti-radiohead bias and uh, i don't have an anti-radiohead anything i just don't like that song fake plastic trees is a fantastic fucking song Sean. in your opinion yeah. yeah in your opinion but 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 this version of the song is like completely different but it, and and as long as we're talking about the song like the did it did it because i'm a creep that fucking shit is so fucking great isn't it true though? Isn't it true though that Radiohead doesn't like to play this song anymore? Oh yeah, this is yeah. their "Smells Like Teen Spirit." This yeah. is their uh, uh, 
I think that's actually in the notes somewhere. Do they play this song though? Or do they just not like to play it? I, I, I just think, uh, I, I think they're over it. Uh, York said Radiohead felt they were being judged on a single and had to move on. Drummer Philip Selway said that the success of Creep had given Radiohead more freedom with the record company, but they wanted to explore other musical ideas. And if you're a fan of Radiohead, uh, past OK Computer, they completely went off the fucking rails. You know, like uh, their first three albums are fucking classics. And and I can't wrap my head around the other the other ones. How many do they have now? It's got to be quite a few, oh. right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, no, they're pretty prolific. I actually, uh, I actually uh, dated a chick. Well, I went on a date with the chick who was super into uh, Tom York. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it, like I tried to listen to some of this stuff and it, you know, not, no, Fake Plastic Trees is a great song, but yeah, yeah, some of the, the post OK Computer things are a little odd. Hmm. A little anyway. off there. I do. I did um, appreciate one line in the notes that was talking about the Radiohead version of the song, not the updated one. Talking about the radio play, um, changing the line from to so very special because nobody liked that when they did that. You know, you wanted to hear the unedited bit. Of course, you couldn't on the radio because of FCC reasons. But yeah. Oh sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And and going back to the, the brass against. Who did you notice? We got a like. Uh, uh, on the, uh, my Instagram post from yeah. Bass, the Brass Against Band. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's fun. The other thing that stuck uh, out to me was because we lived in an area that we've talked about where anything that was actually good that they would put on the radio usually got there about a year later than where it was like in bigger markets, that this song was originally released in September of 1992. And I'm probably going to say yeah. I don't remember it until like 1994 or 1995. I don't think it made it our way that, that in 1992. See, there was there was a summer. When did the the first Bush album come out? Oh, um, you mean like the one with uh, the one Bush with like everything's in and stuff like that on it? Oh gosh, that had to be ninety four or ninety five. See, I remember those songs coming out at the same time. Well, that's what I mean. And, uh, I think it probably came out way later in our on our um, radio waves. Yeah, and and, and and I was I was in the suburbs. You know when that when that happened because I remember the uh, the MTV uh, spring break like uh, both of these bands were there and also Stone Temple Pilots mm-hmm. doing a uh, uh, oh goddamn what was their first single uh, anyhow but uh, but no it, it was just wasn't that it was plush when MTV wasn't was it plush no 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 it was uh, oh sex type thing hmm. yeah yeah that was their first single. Interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyhow, no. Oh, so this Haley Reinhardt put out a solo record uh, a couple of years afterwards, and she does a Beatles cover, which made me buy it. I can't remember what the fuck it was, and I meant to write it down today. But uh, uh, but she has got an amazing voice. And just like uh, uh, the girl from Brass Against, like she came from, you know, the the voice or, or you know america what america's got talent no what's the one with kelly clarkson and all that shit that's Simon the voice Cowell. no 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 the the original one. Oh, um uh 
God, we're so fucking stupid. <laughs> Just keep talking. I'll think of it in a second. But 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 the same thing. Like like she was from that genre. Like like she was discovered from that. And and the Scott Bradley thing. And and they've got some amazing things. Just like Brass Against the Machine does. Like you cannot believe how talented these people are. Like taking these songs and making them into these jazzy or or brassy uh, songs. They're so fucking perfect. They're such a good listen. It like the moment I heard this one, I went, you know, and found it vinyl sitting in my house. I just figured out the name of that, and it pisses me off that we couldn't remember it because it's literally one of the biggest shows ever. It's American Idol. American Idol. (laughs) We had American. American. Feeling Uh, stupid? God, I said, "Are we feeling stupid?" Yeah, pretty much, because we should have remembered that. That's that's sad. We're old. It's world, and and uh, my mind is ninety percent uh, trivia, and you actually work for a living. Uh, mm. uh, Haley Elizabeth Reinhardt is an American singer, songwriter, and voice actress from Wheeling, Illinois. That's up north, John, hmm. the suburb of Chicago. She first rose to prominence after placing third in the 10th season of American Idol. Uh, yeah, Bradley's postmodern. It spent 58 consecutive weeks on Billboard's Jazz Digital Songs chart. It received a gold claim. That's a big accomplishment. That's, that's a really big accomplishment. <laughs> But I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? Oh, oh, the other part was looking at the lyrics. You know, there's that. Like, I never knew those lyrics for the 20 years or so of the song. What are they? She's running the door. She's running out. She run, 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 run. There it is. Nobody else. If you've never looked at the lyrics to that part, there it is. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> i'm All a better right. i'm a better person for having known that now <laughs> you absolutely are son. yeah so um what do we have we just got one song left is that yeah, correct it goes fast when you've only got half a show to do right um final song is our uh our sammy hagar van halen song for the week and it's off of their live live um right here right now double live album and it's won't get fooled again originally by the who that they covered and and um i've actually always liked the cover of this i've heard it a long time ago like 20 some years ago i was actually trying to choose between this and chicken foot did a uh cover in 2009 of my generation which i almost picked because we had my generation on last week and i thought that would have been kind of fun but i decided to go with a different who song and is that is that on streaming it should be yeah yeah Yeah. so i'll have um, to look that up this is a good version the one thing about this version that's kind of weird though that album they recorded it live obviously it's a live album but they actually didn't like the way it completely sounded and they recorded some parts of it back in the studio and put it in. So some of the some of the recording of this song is actually a studio version that they put over their live version. It's kind of strange how they did it. You brought that point up. Was that in the show with Richie last week? Uh, uh, what was the uh, Van Halen song? Last week? Yeah. Um, it, that was no change. It was Chicken Foot. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
but you you had brought up the point that they they uh, on this album that they didn't like some of the arrangements of the uh, the you know the the way it was produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song probably one of the best Who songs, uh, and and going back to Veterans Day and 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 first responders and everything uh, like the performance of this that I always remember is at the concert for New York after the, uh, you know, 9-11 thing. Mm-hmm. I closed the show with this and watching, you know, the firefighters and the policemen and the, the, the uh, uh, paramedics and everything, you know, just like we won't get fooled again. Like mm-hmm. it just became like the anthem for that. Yeah. And it was so fucking powerful and amazing and i didn't realize that this they had this went number one the van halen version oh it did i didn't off of this album i didn't know that either i didn't see that in there so so yeah that that is interesting but i mean it's not particularly different than the original version it just has a little bit of eddie van halen's kind of sound to it you know, but it's not like, it's not like crazy different. And Sammy does a good job of pulling off the screams, you know, and stuff. I mean, that's just something that he can do. His voice fits well with this song to make it sound similar to the original. Oh, sure. And, and over top of Eddie's guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, I mean, they were such a great match. And, and, uh, uh, and this song is proof of it. And, and yeah, just, and, and Alex with the fucking drums and, 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 uh, Michael Anthony with the bass, like mm-hmm. they just killed this song live. Mm-hmm. I could see where it was, you know, a big, big hit for them. Yeah, I, di- I didn't know that though. I mean, I just remember hearing it because our buddy Bruce that we worked with at Hamilton's was obsessed with this album. And anytime you went anywhere with him, he would play it. And he always wants you to hear different songs every time. And this was one of them that he, he really liked and played quite a bit. And that's where I kind of, um, that's where I remember it from first. Yeah. Do you remember every time that County Crow song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was an accident, actually. So, oh, no. so, um, so any any sort of uh, any sort of preview for uh, next week on maybe some of the songs that you're uh, talking about? The Chris Cornell, yeah, one mm-hmm. Johnny Cash cover, uh, Beatles cover, Michael Jackson cover, uh, Prince. Metallica slash YouTube. Me and you have talked about this song, and if you haven't heard it yet, it's going to be amazing. But I'll send you the link. Okay. Uh, later. But yeah, no, th- this will give you a break since we 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 got a bit off, and it was my <laughs> fault because of the fucking puppy city wasn't that big of a deal. So anyway. and and it's uh, apropos of the conversation we had with Chris Cornell, we can do an entire episode of Chris Cornell covers. Yeah, yeah, I, but that's what you say. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that's it for the week. That's part two of our, I'll call this cover it up side B, I suppose. Um, yes. And, uh, and um, yeah. What? <laughs> I said part one, part two. We've already had this discussion. Side A, side B. Yeah. Adam agrees with us too. Who's Adam? Adam Stewart. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about? Just random names. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I we're used to talking about Homer and your mom, but other than that. And Jen from France. We talk about her quite a bit, too. Yeah. So anyway. And Ricky uh, needs to, to, to reach out to us more, uh, as, as well as Jamie and, uh, uh, and others. So. Yeah. 
So we are we are done for the week. We'll be back next week here on Sean and D's Good Tape. Happy Veterans Day. <laughs>